Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we'll talk with Lance Ringler, tournament director for the Golf Week Hoosier Amateur Tournament, to be held at the Foul Course on the Indiana University campus. The Big Ten Conference held football and volleyball media days. Indianapolis Colts linebacker Darius Leonard wants to be called Shaquille. We will talk the Indiana Cutters, and we'll look ahead to the week around the state of Indiana. So let's talk sports. We'll start with Big Ten football media days held at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis last Tuesday and Wednesday. All 14 coaches along with 45 student athletes were on hand. Big Ten Conference Commissioner Kevin Warren kicked off the event with a 45-minute press conference. Each head coach had a 15-minute press conference to address the media. Then coaches and student athletes had a half-hour time slot at individual podiums to take questions and talk with the media. Indiana University went on day one and was represented by head coach Tom Allen, junior tight end A.J. Barner, senior linebacker Cam Jones, and senior cornerback Taiwan Mullen. Joining the Hoosiers on day one were Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Northwestern. Purdue, Illinois, Michigan State, Rutgers, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State went on day two. Indiana will host Illinois in the season opener Friday, September 2nd, 8 p.m. in Memorial Stadium. For the first time ever, the Big Ten Conference hosted Volleyball Media Days. The two-day event kicked off earlier today at the Big Ten Network Studios in Chicago. All 14 coaches and 28 student-athletes are in the Windy City and have an exclusive dinner and reception celebrating the success and future promise of Big Ten Conference Volleyball. Indiana University Volleyball Coach Steve Aaron, along with student-athletes Cameron Hayworth and Paula Sarami, were on hand to do interview sessions and other creative content opportunities to preview the 2022 volleyball season. Joining the Hoosiers were Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Northwestern, Ohio State, and Purdue. Tomorrow, it will be Illinois, Iowa, Maryland, Minnesota, Penn State, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. The Big Ten is the first conference to ever hold a preseason media day for volleyball. Indianapolis Colts linebacker Darius Leonard now wants to be referred to as Shaquille Leonard. The Colts linebacker told the media on the opening day of Colts camp that he wants to go by his middle name of Shaquille instead of Darius. Most people in his life call him by his middle name. Leonard says he only went by Darius in school and when he got in trouble. The 2018 Defensive Rookie of the Year says that people called him Darius and he hated it, but he went with it since he was a rookie. He will not be on the field as the Colts start training camp after undergoing back surgery in June. The Southern Ohio Blaze beat the Indiana Cutters 52-7 Saturday night at Woodward High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. The Blaze led light 19-0 when Terrell Anderson 
took the kickoff, returned 83 yards for a touchdown, and Dre Atkins added the extra point with 5.26 left in the second quarter. It was the first kickoff return for a touchdown the Cutters have scored this year. The Blaze scored on the next possession to make it 26-7 at half and outscored the Cutters 26-0 in the second half. The Cutters are 4-4 four and four on the season. They have two regular season games left. They will play the Indiana Tornadoes in Indianapolis this Saturday night. Fans got a chance to see 2023 Indiana University men's basketball commit Gabe Cups on the national stage last Tuesday night as he was on ESPN playing in the Las Vegas Big Time Finale AAU tournament at Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas. His Midwest basketball club team from Cincinnati, Ohio, beat Strive for Greatness from California 78-67. Cups is a 6-2 point guard from Centerville, Ohio. His dad, Brooks, is the head coach of the AAU team and the head coach at Centerville, Ohio. Cubs scored 11 points, and ESPN analyst Paul Biancardi says he is always going to be in the right spot at the right time. Strive for Greatness from California featured several top recruits, including Bronny James, the son of NBA great LeBron James. Bronny plays at Sierra Canyon High School in Southern California. He scored seven points and pulled down seven rebounds, and he is expected to play professionally once he graduates high school. That is a look at our top stories. When we come back, we will talk with Lance Ringler, tournament director for the Golf Week, who's your amateur tournament to be held at the Foul Course on the Indiana University campus. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. You're listening to Talkin' Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. He is the director of the Golf Week Hoosier Amateur Tournament that will be held August 8th through the 10th at the brand new foul course at Indiana University. Lance Ringler is my guest. Lance, it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. No, absolutely, Nick. Uh, Always enjoy talking to you and looking forward to the next 20 minutes or so. Absolutely. So the Golf Week Hoosier Amateur Tournament is going to be at the Foul Course August 8th through the 10th. 
It's in its third year. You're the director. You also founded the event. So what made you decide that Falcors was the place to hold this tournament? It's kind of a good story. I mean, obviously, if we go back a few years during the pandemic, college golf had pretty much, well, college sports had pretty much been suspended and canceled. Seasons were canceled and, and nobody was playing. And there was a, very much a need as we were in the midst of it or coming out of it the schools were just not back in session yet. No one was really doing anything. However, independent tournaments or non-NCAA affiliated schools and, and things of that nature, or NCAA affiliated events of that nature were popping up everywhere. At Golf Week, one of my jobs is to run tournaments, and I usually run about 10 college tournaments a year. Well, all those tournaments were not be happening because college teams were not being played. College teams were not playing golf. So we decided to run a few of these just what we called amateur tournaments where these kids would come independent of their teams and just play what would look like a typical summer type event where kids were not in school and not playing with their teams and, and just competing individually on their own. And since I live right here in the Bloomington area out in Ellisville, I decided, Hey, I'll, I'll go out and talk to the people at IU and see if they'd have interest. And sure enough, they had a, a lot of interest and really wanted to do this. And so we, we came right out of the gate in October, I think, of 2020 with our first event and got a really strong field, a lot of Big Ten players, a lot of good players. And if you go back and look at our winners, Erica Shepard won that year. She's a nationally known female golfer. She plays at Duke. She'll certainly be at the professional level here very soon. Really good player out of Illinois, one on the men's side. And we, we just had a really good event. And so the next year when things got going back around, you know, teams were playing again, schools were back competing at the NCAA level. And we said, hey, you think we can do this again in the summer? And the folks out at IU, Greg Bishop, director of golf, and then obviously Mike Mayer, the men's golf coach, they all were supportive of it and wanted to do it. So we came out and we did it in, uh, in August. And then same thing this year. It's like, hey, you think we could do year number three? Yeah, let's give it a go. <laughs> so here we are. We, we're in year number three. And this year actually is our biggest field. I have over 100 players in the field just really exciting to see how many people are still wanting to support this event from a playing standpoint. And so, yeah, so we're in, in year three and looking forward to, to having a good event here in a couple of weeks and then growing the thing down the road. I know you have many hands in this, you know, your director, founder, you recruit the field. So how do you go out and get these men and women? And then you also got select junior golfers that participate yeah. as well. So how do you go out and just recruit all these people to come to this event? Well, I've been involved in, in amateur golf and college golf for over 20 years now. So, you know, I got a lot of connections, a lot of people out there. And so basically, Nick, it's just a matter of me putting out a couple tweets and sending out a few emails and the word spreads pretty fast in, in this little uh, golf community. And uh, it didn't take long, but you never know if that's going to be enough to, to get them to sign up. And the foul course is, fantastic tournament golf course championship type golf course and it alone you know helps attract people and and uh so what we got is i'd say we're going to have over 100 players this year and probably oh i'd say 90 percent of them are current collegiate players and then the other 10 percent is made up of a few older players who graduated you know and played college golf in the past some top juniors from the midwest and then the rest are all Division one, two, or three, or NAI golfers from around the Midwest are coming in from just about you know every state within probably two, three hundred miles here is represented with players. So, like I said, it's just it's 
not too hard just knowing some of the people that I know and to get the word out and get them to play. And, and like I said, it's, it's been great that they're supporting the event as far as players wanting to come and compete. So now my next step is to continue growing the event and then try to get the people in the community to get behind the event and really make this something special maybe in many years to come. And the folks at Pete Nelson, who's at visitbloomington.org, they do a great job of, of wanting to help do things as well. I only see good things coming in the future with growing this event and making it a, a big deal on the amateur, amateur schedule each summer. It doesn't take much to sell anybody on Bloomington, Indiana University, and of course that brand new golf course, the foul course. These junior golfers that participate, how do you think they stack up against these collegiate golfers? I know that these are the top junior golfers going up and maybe want to step up in competition. So how do you feel that they stack up against the rest of the field? Oh, there, some of these junior golfers are better than a lot of these, uh, some of the college players. For example, we have a kid coming from Tennessee who is a top 50 player in the country. He's going to the University of Tennessee. So you think about he's going to be a freshman at Tennessee, and a lot of our kids, you know, and we might have 40 kids that are playing like mid-major Division One golf. So he's already going to, to a Power 5 type school. So the juniors that we do have in the field – are pretty good players. Bloomington's own Happy Gilmore, he's playing. There's a young lady coming from Florida who's a top 100 player in the country. So the few juniors that we do have playing, they're here for a reason to compete against the college kids. It's a step up for them. And then the the couple that haven't decided on where they're going to college, it's a great way for those colleges to compare how these juniors play, you know, directly against college players who are currently on college rosters. So it's, it's really a a good deal for the junior players as as well as the college players coming to play because they'll all be reporting back to school in the next few weeks and and it'll be a great tune-up for them to get ready for the fall season. You mentioned Happy Gilmore out of Bloomington South. He had a great state tournament. He was South made the state finals and definitely a golfer to watch in the state of Indiana. Where do you think he goes in the next couple years as his career progresses? Yeah, he, he's you know he's going to be an interesting player to follow because I'm not quite sure where his level is or where he's going to fall. I do know, I can tell you this, he's played in a couple of these amateur events and had very good showings against Power 5 type players. So he very well could be a really good Big 10 type player. You know, maybe some of the other kinds of Big 12 nearby, maybe one of those type schools he very well could be. Or maybe he'd be a, a really good player at Missouri Valley Conference type school or, or something like that. But He's definitely going to be recruited as a Division One golfer. It's just at what level, we're not sure yet. But I, he's, he showed that he can play against some of the best. So it's going to be fun to watch him again on this golf course here in a couple of weeks and see how he can play. And I know a, a top 10 finish or even trying to have a shot to win would be his goal. So it'll, it'll be fun to follow. What is the format and what are the divisions that are involved in this tournament? Two divisions, just the men's and women's division. We don't have any any flights or anything like that. It's, it's just straight up the men play and the women play in their own divisions and 54 holes of stroke play. We start Monday morning, tea time, straight from pretty much 7.30 to probably 1 o'clock. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be competitive golf, nonstop daylight from Monday through Wednesday. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back more with Lance Ringler after this quick timeout, this is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, 
but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. Hey, this is Bloomington's own Emily Eman from the Big Ten Network, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Lance Ringler, director of the Golf Week Hoosier Amateur Tournament that will be held at the Foul Course at IU August 8th through the 10th. Lance, we were talking about Happy Gilmore and, you know, Bloomington South kid going to be in this field. Who are some of the other local players to follow as this tournament approaches? Well, I'm always excited. I mean, obviously competitive amateur golf these type events lend itself strictly to the college players those are the ones playing a lot but i'm really excited mitch ord's going to play in the event most people in the bloomington area know who mitch is he's a former edgewood player and and played very you know the city tournament long time competitor in the city tournament won the city tournament you know mitch if you play competitive golf in the area you know mitch and he's going to be playing this year so that's really exciting to see him play i know indiana has several players playing in the event i think there's well player on the women's teams playing you name it ball state uh, iupui then you know evansville southern indiana jason banister and jay stay will both be playing in the event as well all corners of the state from all types of schools are playing you know men and women so it's going to be exciting like i said because we have such a wide variety of players that are competing what's the information that fans need to know if they want to come out and watch this event just come on out anytime. I mean, like I said, Monday to Wednesday, uh, they'll be, if it's daylight out, they're going to be playing. We'll probably play right up to almost dark. So that if they want to come out and watch golf, big golf course, plenty of places to walk and, and, and view golf. And if you haven't seen the foul golf course, it's definitely worth coming out and seeing it. I, I would venture to say, Nick, that in the next five years or so, we're going to see some bigger events find its way to the foul. I mean, I would expect the Indiana State Amateur to probably be there at some point in time. We know there's already college events that are being played there, but it's just a tremendous championship golf course, and, it, 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 and they can make it as hard as you want to make it. And who knows down the road what, we might, what type of events we might see there as far as at the professional level. It's just exciting to be able to, to do what I'm doing there and have an event like the Hoosier Amateur, thinking about the future of it on this golf course. It's, it's really fun to be a part of. You're involved in many things. You are a high school basketball official. You are part of the Monroe County Sports Hall of Fame Board of Directors. Your wife, Missy, is a Monroe County Sports Hall of Famer herself as a great golfer at Edgewood and Iowa State, also been a collegiate golf coach. So golf has been in your blood for a long time. And one of the guys that 
was just inducted into the Hall of Fame, was multiple-time city champion Ike Martin's been around for a long time. What are your thoughts on Ike finally getting that call to join the Monroe County Sports Hall of Fame class? Well, you know, it's, it's obviously probably overdue just because of the number of city titles he's won, but he was going to get in eventually, so probably the right time. I'm always a big fan of, of people getting into Hall of Fames a little bit older in their career rather than younger in their career. It just seems to make more sense that they go in when they're almost done or done. <laughs> but no, I, I, Ike's a legend in Bloomington, Indiana. We did a Golf Week magazine about, oh, I don't even know, maybe 15 years ago, we wrote about local legends from around the country, all different parts of the country and people who were just really good golfers in their local community and, and everyone knew them. And I, I, I fits that to a T just a really good golfer, got great hands and, and just a competitor. I mean, he hated to lose and that's evident with what I think once he won 13, 14 city titles at all levels. Awesome to see him get in and, and great for the Bloomington golf community to get another golfer into the Monroe County sports hall of fame as well. You've been involved with Golf Week magazine for a long time. Of course, you know, you've been around the collegiate golf scene. Are we still feeling the effects from the fact that the 2020 season was shut down due to COVID? Are we still seeing some effects a couple of years later with collegiate golf? Yeah, I think all sports, Nick. I mean, the, with the effects we're seeing is, is there's so many more kids that are in that extra year, their COVID year, I guess a lot of people call it. I mean, the kids that were, they got an extra year. So some kids are getting to play a lot longer than they, than they used to. So that's definitely having a role in not only college golf, but all college athletics. And then obviously just the way the transfer portal has been, how it is regulated and and allowed kids are allowed to transfer pretty much whenever they want. And then the NIL thing that's going on right now, I think it's, it's not only COVID it's those three things combined have created a, avalanche in college athletics when you throw in the fact you had the COVID year the NL, NIL and then the transfer portal and you have the makings of disaster <laughs> depending on how you look at it it's a completely different environment that we deal with if you're dealing in college athletics whether it's covering the game editorially or running tournaments or coaching or competing or, or trying to get a kid to college it's just it's completely different than what it was just as little as four years ago. And then in August of 2024, you add USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. What are your thoughts on that? What do the collegiate, the golf coaches in the conference think of adding the two big packed LA powers to the Big Ten? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I get this question a lot. It's not as big a deal in golf, Nick, because in college golf, you don't really play conference schedules like you would a volleyball or softball or baseball or basketball, football type. Basically, college golf has a conference championship, and that's just one tournament at the end of the regular season before the postseason. And that's the only time where you would be guaranteed to see UCLA and USC playing within the Big Ten landscape and against all the other Big Ten teams. So in theory, UCLA and USC could still play a completely West Coast schedule for the most part. I mean, those teams do travel to the East, Florida and and the Carolinas and Texas here and there, but it won't change a whole lot from a competitive standpoint on the golf side. It's just the fact that now you you throw in two really, you know, big names in the college golf world into the Big Ten Conference just gives the conference a little bit more clout when you're talking about college golf. I know you don't want to predict uh, any winners of this upcoming tournament, but how many golfers do you think are going to challenge for that title? 
It's a good question. Obviously, we have Mitch Davis from Indiana, who's lost in a playoff last year to a player from Notre Dame named Tachi Ko, who was a top hundred player in the world, and that they they went to a one hole, it was a sudden death playoff, and and Mitch lost on the first hole of sudden death. Mitch obviously will be a, any one of the players on the Indiana team would be uh, considered uh, having the opportunity probably to win or to be in the hunt, I would think. But we have, like I said, we probably have uh, 10 players or so that probably set, separate themselves from the others. And on the women's side, the women's side is going to be really interesting. We do have a couple players that are top 250, top 300 in the college rankings. But after that, it's kind of wide open. So it should be a really good event. I mean, players coming in looking for a chance to get their game ready for college season and and with the with the goal of finishing maybe in the top 10 or top 15 um they should have a chance to do that well and hopefully the weather holds out of course august weather in indiana can be challenging at times how did the golfers last year react to the tournament being in august because the first year being in october after covid yeah, we've been fortunate. Um, October was a little cooler, but it was nice. Uh, and then last year was fine. We had no issues. You just need those uh, August thunderstorms to stay away, keep the, keep that lightning away. But yeah, like I said, the golf course is, is a great test and sets up really well. And it's a hard course to score on. And, and you know, it could be, we you know how it could be, Nick. We could have 100 degree weather and, and humid, or it could be 75 and absolutely perfect. So we, you just never know what you're going to get. No, that's for sure. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, we only got about a minute left, Lance. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Really excited to have an event in my hometown like this. Really excited about the future and, and getting more people in the community and maybe even businesses and whatnot involved. I think we have a have a chance now with this third year and having over 100 players that this could become something that would be not only on the competitive schedule for a lot of amateur golfers throughout the Midwest, but something that the golfing community here in Bloomington and, and people who just like sports take some pride in, you know, having the Hoosier amateur right here every year. I'm, like I said, we got a few people really helping me and, and, and behind it, but I think this could grow into something really special down the road. Well, Lance, I really thank you for the time. Congratulations. Best of luck to all the golfers. And we will definitely be following the golf week Hoosier amateur tournament coming up August 8th through 10th at the foul course at IU. And again, Lance, I thank you very much for the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. My thanks to Lance Ringler for being my guest this week. The Hoosier amateur golf tournament again at the foul course next Monday through next Wednesday. And for more information, visit amateurgolf.com. Well, Around the state of Indiana this week, high school sports officially kicks off today. Girls golf starts with the Bloomington South invite and Bloomington North in the Plainfield invite. Thursday, it will be Owen Valley at Edgewood at 4 o'clock. Saturday, Bloomington North and Bloomington South at the Washington Invitational at 2 p.m. Of course, the other fall sports We'll get going later in the month, but high school sports in the state of Indiana officially back with girls golf kicking off today. The Indianapolis Indians host Louisville at Victory Field in a seven-game series tomorrow through Sunday. They have a game to make up from earlier in the year. The Indiana Fever Wednesday at Atlanta and Saturday at Dallas. Atlanta kicks off at 7, Dallas kicks off at 8. IU Women's Soccer host Miami of Ohio, 7 p.m. in an exhibition match this Saturday at Bill Armstrong Stadium. 
The Indy 11 hosts the Pittsburgh Riverhounds this Saturday, 7 p.m. on WNDY-TV Channel 23 in Indianapolis. And the Indiana Cutters travel to Indianapolis to face the Indiana Tornadoes Saturday evening. Thank you for joining us this evening, and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.